0: For nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, RosieOnthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. All right, we've got everybody now. Y'all come on in to my house. It's Rosie on the House. And college football is now officially open. (laughs) Absolutely. U of A playing BYU, ASU playing University of Texas, San Antonio, opening weekend activity. Good luck to all of our... Arizona teams, I'm sorry to say I don't have who NAU is playing, if in fact they're playing this weekend, but I will I will research that out, all right? So college football is starting, and uh, that's always a great eye-opener and realization that summer is going to come to an end. And we've put together this month, the month of September, we want to talk to you all about landscaping all month long because it's a great opportunity. It's, that, it's, it's a great month to get out there while you've been hiding inside, inside the air-conditioned house. Now you can step outside and start doing a full assessment of what it is that you've got and what it is you might like to get.
1: And we'll be joined by a number of different of our landscape install specialists. Our outdoor living hour at eight o'clock. We're often talking about do-it-yourself stuff yes. and planting and our own maintenance and education of trees and uh, agricultural. But this is actually this is going into the structure now. We're into the design, into the architecture, into the uh, the shovel-ready jobs that. Putting in your landscape requires, and we'll be talking about—we're going to spend some time talking about artificial turf and the use of that in our landscapes. I will say I finally figured out the perfect application for uh, marrying lawn with desert life because you can't get grass to grow under a great shaded mesquite. That's right. It needs the sun. That's where your artificial turf can just naturally blend (laughs) into your—
0: Always have green grass under that big <laughs> shaving ski right
1: there. Perfect.
0: I, this artificial grass surge in the last ten years is a, is is really supply side driven, because the product became so much better.
1: It wasn't like indoor outdoor carpet right. you were rolling right. out on your yard anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it, they they've got it where it really does look good serves well holds up well so boy it's it's a big surge right now that's just
1: one of the things we're going to talk about we'll be talking about ponds and water features in our yards Uh, um, they are there's even uh what do you call them uh pondless living pond living no like a a waterless pond it's just a a quick read yeah pondless water feature there you go pondless water feature those are great applications, and especially if you're trying to drown out white noise from a busy street or obnoxious neighbors or something, that running water can create a nice, nice effect for your sitting outdoor sitting area. Uh, so, and there's a all the way up to what Rosie just mentioned, living ponds, where it's basically a swimming pool, but it's a pond that uh, is, is a living pond. So you don't have the harsh, you don't have the chemicals, but then you've got how do you clean it well you've got the filtration of the plant life that goes in the pond that you're creating this ecosystem in your yard so we'll be talking about that we'll be talking about creating your sonoran desert scapes we've got such iconic landscapes throughout the state uh and we'll be talking about creating those but where it all starts today is seeing those? Where could you where could you go in Arizona and just kind of collect,
0: maybe take pictures of particular plants you like, or 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 plant scenarios. Oh, well, that looks good with this one, and this one looks good with that. And look how this layered effect looks. Where where can you go throughout Arizona and just take a look at these ideas?
1: If you were coming across from the coast of California, headed into the state, and you come over the Yuma mountains you might think there's no color in the state other than creosote well there are many colors but some of them only come out at night uh some of them it depends on what time of the year that they might be in bloom so there there is plenty of color that is available in the state it's just a matter of
0: knowing it a new one that i just recently found uh had to go up to carefree uh building department to pull a permit for some work we're doing up in the area right behind this guy, uh, the uh, Carefree Airport. And all of that sundial mall that used to be parking and paving and concrete, they've turned that entire pavilion into a spectacular desert garden. Carefree Sundial Garden. It's gorgeous. And where is that? Right there where the Sundial is in the, t- in, the in the town of Carefree. That's Scottsdale Road north till mm-hmm. it turns into Tom Darlington, and then it's right there mm-hmm. on the south corner
1: hmm. there. Oh, huh? I'll have to check that out. I haven't been but through there in a while.
0: I, I parked at the building department to go in and talk to them about pulling a permit, and my eye caught all the plants and vegetations. And it had been a few years since I'd been up in that area. And like I say, historically, that was all one big parking lot. Man, I walked across there, and I spent 15, 20, well, that was longer than that. It was about
1: 40 minutes just kind of walking through the garden area. It was gorgeous. So that's one place. So, And that we actually have that on our article that's up on our blog and looking at it. I, I didn't realize that that was a sundial. I never stopped to pull over, but it's been there since 1958, yeah. 59. So that's what that big, Uh, okay, I thought it was just some crazy modern art piece. That's a sundial. Very nice. So Arizona's not limited to desert, though. Of our eight places on our must-see, we actually start up in the north country. And we've got... Jennifer and I
0: drove home from Denver, dropping our baby off at college, and we were treated to some of the most beautiful, green, rolling, forest hillsides northern arizona is absolutely greened out to the max it's absolutely gorgeous as compared especially as compared to what it looked like just two months ago
1: amazing a little bit of rain will do well we've brought in gail nance she's the greenhouse director and horticulturist at the flagstaff arboretum good morning and welcome to the program
2: hi good morning
1: Talk to us about the Flagstaff Arboretum and the plants y'all have there on site.
2: Okay, well, um, the Flagstaff Arboretum was started in 1981 by a woman named Frances McAllister, who um, in the 1930s was actually on a train ride from California going to New York and stopped through Flagstaff and fell in love with the area. She was on her honeymoon she fell in love with the area so much that her husband bought her a large piece of land in Flagstaff for a honeymoon or excuse me, a wedding gift. And in 1967, she came in and she built a house there, and she tried a garden with plants that she knew from Santa Barbara, and of course we're at 7,000 feet in the high desert, and she failed miserably. So she had a love and passion of native plants after that she really wanted to learn more about the plants and in 1981 she started the Arboretum at Flagstaff uh, and opened it up as a public garden and a research institution and what we do is we're pretty special we uh, fill a unique niche in where we showcase native plants to Flagstaff in all of our gardens. Now
1: I think native plants, uh, aspen, ponderosa, immediately jumped to mind. What would be some other plants that may not be that obvious? Or Oh, I didn't know that was native to flag.
2: Well, um, we really love to showcase our penstemons. And um, penstemons are... Native to only North America, and there are actually 270 species, and the Colorado Plateau is actually the epicenter of diversity in the entire world for penstemons. So we really- Spell that for A me. ton of penstemons, yeah. Um, and then, you know, milkweeds, actually, people, I think that they get a really bad rap. People think, I think it's because of their name, because you have weed in the name, and people think that they aren't native, but they're actually beautiful plants. And we have a big uh, milkweed grow-out garden right now um, in response to the um, population decline of monarchs. So monarchs lay their eggs on milkweeds, and the caterpillars eat strictly milkweed leaves. So what we're doing is we're growing out uh, milkweeds kind of like a crop, and then we're going to be harvesting the seeds and making them available for the public so they can assist monarchs and their populations at their homes
1: well that's a whole new perspective on the milkweed for me because there is something fun about uh our summer camping trips we were once out of williams we always go a different destination every time uh just sitting out at the tree line watching the kids run through the fields and chasing the butterflies you gotta gotta have milkweed now to have the butterflies
2: You do, and they are beautiful. I have three species in my garden at home, and the butterflies love them. Gail, where is the Arboretum? The Arboretum is on Woody Mountain Road. It's just outside of town, and it's about four miles down an unpaved road in the middle of the Coconino National Forest, and it's gorgeous.
0: Open to the public?
2: Open to the public every day except for Tuesday.
1: And... Uh, If I'm coming into Flagstaff from 17, am am I going left or right to find – what was the road? Woody Mountain Road?
2: Woody Mountain Road. So the best way to get there is to um, take the Business 40, and that will take you into um, town towards Woody Mountain Road, and then you would take a left and head down for your adventure.
1: And what are the hours on a Saturday?
2: Um, Saturday, we are open um, from 9 until, well, starting Labor Day weekend, we're open, um, actually, Monday, I think we're changing our hours, and we're only open from 9 until 4, but um, during the summer, the busiest times, we're open during 9 to 5.
1: All right, well, Gail Nance, the greenhouse manager and the horticulturist there at the Flagstaff Arboretum, one of our eight places in the state that you must see before you start planning your own landscape or garden. Now, there will obviously be limited applications on 7,000 feet elevation to a lot of the plants, but most, uh, you know, if if you've got a mountain home cabin or you're in Munns Park, or that 7,000 foot will apply to a lot of the white mountain area. Absolutely. Got to check it out before you start digging holes and sticking things in the ground.
0: Where else could you be listening and learning that the Colorado Plateau is the global epicenter of the Petsamen.
1: We'll have uh, more interviews coming up with different specialists from around the state, but we'll talk, uh, we couldn't fit all eight of our destinations. And actually, the next one we're going to talk about, there's three destinations in one. So technically, we would have had 10 different interviews, and that's just way too much for a 60-minute 60, uh, 60 program, is ca- college campuses, starting with NAU since we were in Flagstaff. Yeah, The three major universities all have arboretums on site, and there's probably more than that. I know Mesa Community College has the Rose Garden, and you know, a lot of these different places could probably be. You know that I missed on this list, but Romeo and college campuses are not any two terms that are synonymous with each other.
0: <laughs> well, the campuses have come a long ways from where they were back when I was on campus. I'll tell you that. I mean, ASU was nothing but a couple of cacti and African sumacs in raised planner That was that was the entire ASU campus, and. You know, it's turned into something really beautiful. So we're talking about places you can go and see landscaping installed for yourself to try and begin to envision what's possible on your own property. So we had Gail Nance from Flagstaff Arboretum on just the last segment. If you haven't been there, go check it out. We talked about the Carefree Sundial Gardens that are absolutely gorgeous. Now we're talking about
1: the college campuses. And you can jump over from the Arboretum to the Flagstaff campus. That's uh, real easy to find right in town. All, all of these campuses will have different tours, and uh, they've got a variety of spruce, figs, aspens, cottonwoods, pines, junipers on the NAU campus. And the Arizona Community Tree Council has even held their annual tree climbing event on that campus before we broadcasted live there when it was in, I'm going to say 2016. Uh, And it's one of those places that the NAU campus itself, they've done a real good job with the historic architecture and that in the mountain setting with the pines is a very – and they have the nice, very impressive display.
0: And they take their specimen trees on that property, and they put placards there and let you know what that tree is. So that
1: that's a that's a great way. I mean, cruise it's around right and take your notes. Yeah. Cruise, cruise around, take pictures, take notes. Moving south to ASU, the entire Tempe campus of ASU is listed as an arboretum, and they give tours there constantly. A lot of the varieties you see there. Uh, pecan olive uh, citrus apple peach Uh, when the tour day trees it's an annual event that the arizona state forestry service puts on where you can go tour the types and variety of trees that are available has held uh, the last couple events at the asu campus and they'll have a specialist at each different type of tree talking about it so you can walk around and learn about this type of tree or that type of tree and uh, but if you're not waiting for the Tour day Trees event, on our website, at, the, at our blog, the eight sites and gardens to see before you start your own landscape, you can find a link there to all these and find out when they're giving the tours. And then you move south and you've got U of A campus, um, which has a lot of the Arizona registered big trees. So you've got some monster uh, I'm going to special Well, yeah, but there's a term that the Arizona Forestry there's heritage her- tree. Heritage tree that was already growing before Arizona came a state.
0: Yeah. And they've got a collection of, of so they've got of them.
1: a lot of those big trees are heritage trees as well. Man, if they could talk what stories they could tell. Oh
0: man. Isn't that the truth?
1: My life, a uh, hundred years on a college campus.
0: And I would tell you when you're yeah, right. <laughs> the stories Oops. it can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when you're walking these different properties that we're bringing up to y'all today, uh, take your camera and don't just uh, look at it like, do I like that plant or this plant? Look at how they're laid into the landscaping and the entire scheme that was used in the design of the layout. And, and you'll, you'll see subtle little nuances about how, what really looks good. And it's the layering of the plants and the hardscaping. And then if you want another whole different treat. I mean, it, you'll be at exactly the same place. But it'll be a completely different experience. Is go in the evening and take a look at how it is lit and the different impact that can make on the way things are laid out and all the, the different ways that you can create shadows that just add whole new dimensions to entire landscaped areas. So those are all great places. These are all great places. And when we get back, we're going to bring somebody in from
1: the Tucson Botanical Gardens. Fantastic. Fantastic.
0: Hey, y'all, the best play on a new Ford is at Sanderson Ford now during the Labor Day sales event. This is the time to get big incentives on over 1,500 new Fords. Purchase a new 2018 F-150 Super Crew Truck and get zero. That's zero percent financing for five full years, plus up to 4,800 cash back. Get zero percent financing for a full six years, plus 1,000 cash back on Escape Explore an edge, but hurry, it all ends Labor Day and Sanderson Ford will be closed on Sunday. Buy now and enjoy your new Ford in Cave Creek this Sunday for a Labor Day fireworks extravaganza presented by Sanderson Ford and Sanderson Lincoln. Bring the family and celebrate in the all-new Sanderson Ford Pavilion at the Buffalo Chip Saloon or Harold's Corral. The roadhouse or the horny toad admission is free on first come first serve basis fireworks will start at sundown this is sanderson ford country
1: they're making it awful hard for me not to go trade in yeah <laughs> baby i've i've had that game of whatever comes first a three thousand dollar repair or three hundred thousand miles and uh,
0: You gotta be inching close <laughs> You gotta be inching close the,
1: the air conditioner doesn't run at the stoplight Only when you're moving uh, For whatever reason It goes into idle And the air conditioning yeah, stops yeah. Uh, If you press too fast on the gas pedal Or off too fast You can feel the transmission driving <laughs> like,
0: yeah, You got ooh. a few miles on that rig That's for sure You I'm, got a few miles I'm on right that
1: rig I'm right at 250 I'm not thinking it's gonna hit the, the 300 mark they're making it awful hard for me not to hold true on my strategy there.
0: Yeah, they are. <laughs> and, so, get, and get well, out I've, to get out to Carefree for their fireworks extravaganza. That's tomorrow night at sunset.
1: I'm really just hoping it hangs on enough till the Rangers hit. So new
0: Ford Ranger comes on. Yeah,
1: I don't need the the size of a 150 right. now that yeah. I've got the 250. And so, but I, there's still times I need to bring home sack feed or a couple of bales of hay so a, a Bronco, you know, they're bringing that back. Yeah. Isn't really practical to throw a bale of hay inside the back. Can of a you Bronco.
0: learn how to drive in a car with the steering wheel on the right side? Let's mm-hmm. go to Europe. They Ford's got the Ranger in Europe in a Raptor version.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, they do. Cool. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, I'm I'm just hoping that it'll hold on until the Ranger can hit cuz then I've still got a, a bed uh but my mileage almost doubles, and I put enough miles on that, that adds up over 250,000 miles. Yes, it does. So, all right, we're talking, uh, Rosie on the house. We are in our uh, in a brand new month here, in September, and we're following our new home maintenance calendar. The entire month of September is planting. Why, uh, you know, we talk every Broadcast at the eight o'clock hour about landscape and gardening, but it's always on the more do-it-yourself and maintenance side that landscaping and gardening takes. This hour we're talking about design, build, landscape. And to start off on your design, you got to know what's available, especially as we're if we're looking for natural, uh arid scape, desert environment. You know, it always cracks me up when people say. Man, there's just no color in Arizona. You're just not looking or paying attention. There's beautiful colors, and they bloom at different times, and they come and go with the seasons. And Some of them only bloom at night, but if you think there's not a great planting variety, you just haven't spent enough time looking around, and that's where we're starting today. Where can you go look and see incredible desert landscapes uh, and native landscapes? Flagstaff is far from a desert. We had... Uh, last segment, or Gail last Dance. half hour, from the Flagstaff Arboretum. Well, now we're going to Tucson with Adam Farrell, who is the horticulturist at the Tucson Botanical Gardens, a little 5.5-acre sanctuary in the old adobe. Adam.
3: Hello. How are you all doing today?
1: Paint us a picture of the Tucson Botanical
3: Gardens. All right. Well, we're a jewel in the middle of the city, so we're—, we're right smack in the middle of Alvernon and uh, right off of Grant Road there. Um, And the oldest part of the property had started being landscaped and planted in 1929 by the Porter family. And it is the Porters actually opened up a nursery on the property that ran through the 50s. And then um, in... In the early 80s, the property uh, was turned into the Tucson Botanical Gardens. So we've got some of the oldest mature um, landscape in town, especially when you're talking in the middle of town. So um, our property in the middle of summer, there's areas that are probably 20, 25 degrees cooler than the rest of the city.
1: And when you think natural trees, uh, pretty easy—mesquites, verdes, ironwoods. But talk about some other native, not so obvious specimens that are on site.
3: Oh yeah, um, we've got. Let's see. You guys were talking color before, so um, the desert willow, I think, is one of uh, is one of those trees. I wish I saw more around town, and it. It can grow quite large, uh, 30 feet tall, and just about as wide if you want it to be that way, because a lot of our desert trees, you can have them be a multi-trunk tree, or you can train them to be a single trunk. But That desert willow comes in colors from white all the way to dark purple, and they're blooming this time of year, um, so we have some very mature uh, single-trunk Willows on on site. There's also things like the uh, orchid tree, which which we have inside as well, which puts on just uh, a white or pink cluster of flowers that where the whole tree is just covered with it. Um, come spring and, and into the summer. So when you're talking about color, we it's so easy to get there. Um, and then we also I know we've got a lot of people that live in, in town from the Midwest, and they always miss the uh you know their their leaf, their leaf turn. And so even though it's not a native, we really really recommend the uh red pistache because it's a low water tree, and it's it does a foliage change of a brilliant red. That's
2: Adam Farrell at the
1: Tucson Botanical Gardens. We appreciate your time. It, Alvernon and Grant open on Saturdays. Their website, tucsonbotanical.org. You can find a complete list of uh, classes and schedules. We'll finish talking off air. It seemed like uh, there was cutting in and out a little bit. So we'll uh, continue on through our List here While you're in Tucson, there's also the Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum, and this is one I have not hit, but it is on my next to do. We'll be there for the Hot Saba Home Show first week in October, broadcasting live. It'll be, we've got, uh, you were asking last hour about new developments. We've got a brand new hit in the street uh, item here at Rosie on the House that uh, will make its debut at the Saba Home Show. But the de- I'm going a day early to spend time at the Desert Museum, that is in Tucson. Jen from the office has said that their family used to go down on weekends just to spend the weekend at the Desert Museum. It's yeah. that incredible. It is.
0: It's nice. It's really nice. You've been there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I have been
1: there. And that is home to twelve hundred different plants, and I'm sorry, twelve different hundred plant species and fifty six thousand individual plants so there wouldn't be any shortages there i'm thinking this is the place if you're going to go and create your own you know you're starting your checklist on what you want you would probably have to go back four or five different times could do that and sure. your list would change every single could time be. you went. <laughs> it could it could it, it really
0: could so we're taking y'all a tour this hour across the great state of arizona to places you can go and observe Planned landscaping installed. We had the Flagstaff Arboretum. Uh, We've got the Tucson Arboretum. We've taken you all to the Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum, the Tucson Botanical Garden. We've taken you to the Carefree Sundial Garden. How about the Scottsdale Xeriscape Garden? That's a really easy one to find. It's right on the corner of Hayden and McDonald, between the dog park, and the baseball
1: diamonds. It's not the most obvious thing if you're driving right, by right. Hayden Road. Right. But you can turn in and park, and they've done an incredible job with bringing in some of the best hardscape features, in my opinion. The way they've got uh, the, the retention walls laid out, it's absolutely phenomenal. Tied with—and you you missed it for this year— but that's a place and it's not even on our list, but it's a it's a place like Kierlin where you've got to go when the Palo Verdes are in bloom. They've just got a canopy in the walkway of palaverdes that's it's like gold rain when you're walking through there and all the, the spectacular display of yellow flowers are just dropping and the sidewalk is lined. Uh, it's it's phenomenal.
0: And you're right about that is a great place to see incorporation of hardscape because they've done a really good job of seat walls, retaining walls, shade sails, uh, all kinds of different components that can add a level of beauty, to, even the little garden paths that they've got and whatnot. So that's the- 7,000 plants on that little stretch. That, that, I mean, it's it's not big, it's really little. And it is a great exhibit That city of Scottsdale wanted to put together demonstrate the beauty of saving water. Here are all things that you can plant that you can enjoy, like Romy says, that can generate color, but are all very low water consuming plants and vegetation. So that's just one more place to get out there and take a look. And I'll tell you what, uh, I can't encourage you enough. Bring your camera and take pictures of the same plant from different angles, uh, up close, back far away, and it's a great way to start putting together a little palette board of photographs of what you might like an area of your yard to start feeling like. And some of these botanical gardens and arboretums have designated little herb garden areas and edible food areas, and that's one thing that Romy and I and Jennifer and I have kind of been working on that gosh if you're going to have a yard and it's going to be landscaped and you're going to water it and you're going to trim it and you're going to fertilize it
1: you're going to care for it and tend for it why not make it something you can eat (laughs) and if you've read this article or you're listening and saying hey they haven't mentioned they haven't mentioned they haven't mentioned you know help us grow this I I didn't even think about Kierlin putting this together but when I went to talk about the palo verde bloom that's one area that always immediately comes to mind Um, i hated it when it was going in um because that was our desert playing field while we were (laughs) in high school at horizon they're they're destroying our play field you know that's where we would go drive the trucks in the desert and uh bonfires and all that but talk about just a beautiful place to enjoy the desert bloom so if, if we've missed something you know, share it with us, and we'll build out this resource on our website. One of which is the uh, one I have yet to visit too, but the Rio Salado. We'll talk about that coming back uh, at the end of the break. That one is is de- is getting on my my hit list. <laughs>
0: Wrapping up our tour here of garden sites you need to see across the great state of Arizona before you landscape.
2: You know, one thing John Jay always told us was just keep your eyes open. And when you're driving around the medians, so many of our highways are just full of really pretty uh, local plants, and you can see what's in season as far as flowers, and and even then yuccas and that sort of thing. And just and then you can take a picture, probably not while you're driving, but you know, get a picture, and and uh, that's a good way to do it too.
0: Part but,
2: but just visiting those places is very relaxing. I think it's very good for you, for you inside and out. Just
0: part get, of. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. Part
0: of my blog today, which talks about traveling to these places, mentioning mentions some of the drives you should take to truly see the indigenous plants of Arizona. Apache Trail to Roosevelt Dam. The drive from Cave Creek to Bartlett Lake. Florence to Oracle. Junction on 79. Back to Superior on 77. Gila Bend to Tucson. Highway 85 and 86, the Verde River Drive, Oak Creek Canyon, Old Nogales Highway, Marsh Station Road, Desert Exhibit uh, Garden in Mesa, Britton Botanical Garden, Rose Garden at Mesa Community College, all areas. You ought to go take a look at the landscaping available for your ideas. Just in this past hour, we've taken you to the Flagstaff uh, Arboretum, the Tucson Botanical Garden, Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum. And, of course, you've always got the Desert Botanical Garden right there in Papago Park. We've got the Boyce Thompson Arboretum, which is always a great drive right up to Superior. Take a tour through any of the Arizona colleges or, for something of a little bit different, get over
1: to the Rio Salada Audubon and that Center. And Bo- that Boyce Thompson you just mentioned is on the list. It is the... Largest botanical garden in the state and one of the oldest west of the Mississippi. Uh, beautiful. I, yeah, Talking you, Trees has had their you can say annual a long tree time. climbing contest there as well. And we were able to be there for that event. So it's, it's a great, great place. But, yes, the real Where could Salado, they find
0: this list, Romy?
1: Rosieonthehouse.com on on. The homepage—you just scroll to the bottom. We've got our two most recent blog posts are always posted right there. It was in our newsletter that went out Thursday, but if you read it Thursday, the list had been added to and yeah, changed yes, since it really then. It—we'll uh, have additional suggestions here that have come in that will be going on there as well. Although I do have to edit this drive list. There's some places in there I don't want—I uh, want to keep secret. You oh, know, yeah, right, and some right. of those places have
2: plant sales. Desert Botanical Garden, Voice of Thompson. Yeah. They they have plant sales. They've already got them all good and started for you.
1: Yeah, the Rio Salado Restoration Area is one that I didn't know about. Um, it's right on Central Avenue, south yeah. of the airport. Just once right you below get... habitat. <laughs> right yeah. below Saint
0: Vincent de Paul.
1: So we're definitely gonna schedule some time to walk around there. There before and after pictures of what they've done to that stretch of the Gila River that you know is kind of dried up from the dams. Is absolutely incredible on the website. I'll be anxious to look at, you know, that's the Gila River was the life source. You've got uh, the Herd Pueblo Museum off of it, and the, not the Herd Pueblo. What's the one at 44th, right? Pueblo Grande. Pueblo Grande, yeah. The lifeblood of the ancient civilizations all right off of that area. So this, I would imagine, kind of gives you a glimpse to what it probably looked like back in that time frame um as opposed with to the, water in right <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and then you, and then farther east uh, i'm sorry farther west you've got trace rios as well which is another just great right there by the
1: that's not on the list the, so you gotta the, add that right
0: by the racetrack there in in um
1: avondale. litchfield avondale yeah.
0: so all the great places i, I can't tell you what proper landscaping and do for the value of your home wouldn't you like to be that house that is your neighbors are walking through the the neighborhood in the evening for their neighborhood, they they your house is the one they stop and are envious of they gawk at they look at they admire a properly done landscape can create that effect as well as greatly enhance the value of your home
1: you had just uh avondale litchfield do you know where litchfield name came from you know where Goodyear got its name? I do that, yeah. So the guy that bought that for the Goodyear Tire Company was Paul Litchfield. There you go. Which was a talking point I didn't even get to in our cotton hour, at 8 o'clock. <laughs> the reason they grew cotton there was because they used cotton fiber in the tires at the Goodyear Tire Manufacturing Plant.
0: History of <laughs> Arizona, right
1: there. Trace And and they've got the Trace Rio uh, Recreation Area that will get added to that list on our Places of Must See before you start remodeling, redoing, or if you're in a new home with a clean working slate of land to start building out your own desert desert landscape to enjoy. We're going into the time of season that it's the best planting season because it gives the plants, you know, nine months before the triple digits hit and they're better established for weathering. A warm summer, and then uh, you know, a couple years from now, you'll have your nice own little outdoor living area to enjoy as the fall months cool back off, and you've got the Rosie on the house on your speakers in the morning, and your college football uh, yeah, on your speakers baby. in the afternoon, and just enjoying your own little outdoor habitat.
0: And I was talking about all the college games starting today, and U of A playing BYU, and ASU playing U- University of Texas San Antonio. The Lumberjacks from NAU are over in El Paso playing the miners of Utah. So go Arizona schools. Y'all all come home with a big win your opening weekend. With that said, we're going to sign off for a week. Hope you have a great week. And I promise we'll be back next Saturday morning right here at Rosie on the House.